Kia ora and welcome to Core Logic NZ's Chief Property Economist, Kelvin Davidson. Great to have you on the Kaka. Pleasure. Now, tell us about the LVRs. Do you think there's any chance they might come off this year? I don't think the chances are, are very high. In fact, I'd say they're, they're pretty close to zero. And I think for me, there's there's really two key factors. One is that technically, the Reserve Bank would need to be seeing financial stability risk arising in the market and, and be able to credit that somehow to the LVR rules, because that's what these are all about, is financial stability. And so we're just not seeing that. We're not seeing this downturn so far, leading to things like mass negative equity, mass mortgage repayment problems, you know, non-performing loans at the banks. So I don't think there's really a strong case there from a financial stability perspective to do anything with the LVRs just yet. And then also, if you think sort of more real world, uh, does it make much sense to be allowing more people into the market with a reduced deposit simply at the same time as house prices are falling? And does that raise the risk of, of people falling more into negative equity and those those potential second round impacts that can arise when unemployment starts to rise and people find themselves owing more than what their house is worth. So I think there's there's sort of a technical and a real world reason in there. So I, I think, um, yeah, the chances are pretty slim, but that is potentially on the cards for next year. Because um, when they were originally put in in 2013, they were originally sold as a temporary thing. And uh, it's, I've always wondered, what would it take to take them off? What would success look like? And let's ignore the COVID situation, which was unusual. So what, what do you think the Reserve Bank is looking for as some sort of threshold to go, okay, we've achieved safety? Yeah, well, I think from my perspective, I mean, I know the housing market's weak at the moment and prices are falling, but I think in reality, it would probably be worse if we didn't have the LVRs. So they've been in place for, for 10 years now, more or less, in, in various shapes and forms. And there was a period there where they didn't exist at all around COVID. Now, the banks, of course, can have their own deposit requirements, which is a sort of second layer of safety. But but I think they have probably put our financial system in a better position than it otherwise would have been. So we never know the counterfactual, of course, but I think that probably is to, to a large degree, hopefully, true. So yeah, they, I think they've they've done a job. Now as to if and when they eventually get removed altogether, well, yeah, possibly. I mean, I think they still do a job. And I think if you sort of read between the lines in terms of what the Reserve Bank says when LVRs come up every sort of three or six months, I, I don't see any immediate sort of rush within the commentary for, for LVRs to be removed. Um, there could possibly be a trigger when we see DTIs. So it could be that next year when DTIs are brought in, they because I think that is a, a bit of a landscape change, quite a quite a marked change in the lending environment if and when we get caps on how much debt you can have in relation to your income. I think that does mark quite a big change. And it could be a year after that or two years after that when they see that DTIs are settling in and, and perhaps doing their job. Uh, there could be room for LVRs to be removed. But they've also said how LVRs and DTIs are potentially complementary and they can work at, at the same time. So, uh, yeah, I've got to say, I, I wouldn't be convinced they'd ever actually be removed at all. They'll certainly stay on the toolkit and, and they might not be sort of imposed at a particular point in time, but they'll still be there in the background if, if the Reserve Bank needed them. But I, I suspect they'll probably keep them in place. And even if they did take them off some point down the future, like I say, banks will still have their own requirements. So they'll, you know, they'll still require deposits. So I think in some shape or form, we're going to need deposits for a, for a foreseeable future. 
if I was a uh, devil's advocate, I could say to the Reserve Bank, hey, look at the um, the default rates on mortgages, look how much equity people have there, look how low the losses, the realized losses are for the banks. Um, why are you so worried here? Surely all these first home buyers and investors who want to get in there and um, own more rental properties, surely they should just do whatever they want. The, you're, you're getting in the way of a, of a free market. Yeah, yeah, and and you know that's 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 certainly a perspective. I I, I think that, like I said earlier, the, the Reserve Bank probably probably would take the view that, and you never know the counterfactual, and that's that's the unfortunate thing here. We never know what would have happened without LVRs, but I suspect it probably it, it brings a degree of responsibility, and it, and it brings a a smoother cycle, I suppose. And I think probably you know you can look back a couple of years when we had the massive housing market boom without the LVRs. Now, there were other things going on, of course. Interest rates were at, were at rock bottom levels and there was the wage subsidy and all of that. So it wasn't just LVRs having been taken off that was a was a factor pushing up house prices. But you know, it would have, it added fuel to the fire for sure. People would get in with reduced deposits and, and so they bought more properties. So I think you know, there's probably a, there's a, there's a real-world example and real-world evidence there of, of what might happen if, if they took them off. And it, and it sort of, it's a, it's a, it's a real impact, but it's also that mindset shift too. And people are thinking, great, no reduced deposits, I'm going to fill my boots. So uh, yep, there's there's like everything, there's two sides to the story, but I think we, we probably are in a, a better position with LVRs than without. So on the DTI's uh, angle, my understanding is that the um, Reserve Bank are still looking at it, but they haven't actually pulled the trigger to introduce them. And the government is not that thrilled with the idea, particularly in an election year, <laughs> of bringing them in. So what are the chances, do you think, that we'll actually get uh, DTIs, Pati particularly because it would have to be signed off by a finance minister, and if there is a change of government, uh, I can't imagine National would be thrilled with the idea either. No, well, as far as I understand it, and I, th I think this is accurate, that that the Reserve Bank, so the uh, go back a year or so, and Grant Robertson uh, approved the ability for the Reserve Bank to use debt-to-income ratios. Now, they haven't imposed them, but they have them in their toolkit, is, is the phrase that was used at the time. So it is in their remit to be able to impose DTIs. And there is, there's been a lot of consultation documents put out, press releases, this sort of thing that if you read between the lines, they certainly do point to the Reserve Bank imposing these restrictions. Uh, also, if you talk to people in the banking sector, I think they're, they're very much preparing for them. And have, 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 obviously they have meetings with the Reserve Bank and, and these things have come up. So I think, you know, these things are, are, are looming for sure. Now there is, there's a couple of related things. I mean, like I've said, LVRs could be relaxed at the same time. And also uh, we've already seen lending going out the door at a high debt to income ratio moderate and and a lot of that's got to do with mortgage rates you know if mortgage rates go up you simply can't service as much debt in relation to the same income as you used to so we've naturally seen the amount of lending going out at a high dti come down and that's probably going to stay the case this year and, and perhaps into next year as well so it could be that if and when they they do impose DTIs, there's still a question about where they impose them. What the cap is? Is it a cap of seven, maybe, of of debt to income? Uh, is it differential for 
uh, owner occupiers versus investors. There's, there's still those sorts of questions, uh, but also, yeah, will it be binding? Because where, wherever they set it, we might already be sitting below that that cap anyway, just simply because interest rates are higher. So yeah, there's there's a lot of questions to be answered. I think DTIs are probably uh, an issue for kind of the next cycle. It's not about potentially doing anything in this cycle. It's about restricting growth in that next cycle if and when it when it starts off, which it inevitably will at some stage. So so I think it's more about that future cycle. And it does mark a landscape change, I think. It, it, it caps how much debt you can have. And so it you know, potentially restricts how many properties an investor can own, for example, at any point in time or in the short run, as opposed to LVR rules, which allow you to keep buying. If you if your property goes up in value, you've, you've created some extra equity, at least on paper, and you can keep buying under the LVR rules, but that's different under the DTI rules. So I, I think it's a it's a it's a pretty big shift, I, I think. And um so yeah, it could be a bit of a landmark year next year, whether it's popular politically, uh not too sure. The the um like I say, the the ability to do it is still within the Reserve Bank's remit. So I suppose if National won uh, and they didn't want to see DTIs, they'd actually have to go through the steps of, of physically removing it from the Reserve Bank's remit. So so there is that. And and I mean, if Labor won the election, they may well, they may well view DTIs as as sort of the lesser of two evils in some ways, because DTIs do tend to hamper investors more than first-time buyers, because it's investors who tend to borrow at high DTIs more often than first-time buyers, according to the Reserve Bank stats. So if we see a shift in the makeup or the mix of lending policy, loosening LVRs, which tend to hamper first-time buyers and tightening DTIs, which tend to hamper investors, that sort of mix of policy would actually shift things towards first-time buyers. So Labor would probably be pretty happy about that. Now, obviously, Reserve Bank's meant to be independent of politics, um, but we could see that. If, if Labor won, they might be reasonably happy. If National won, well, who knows? They might not be happy, but it would be a bit of a process to go through to, to sort of change things, I guess. So we'll see how it turns out. Could be another interesting discussion between Nicola Willis and Adrian Orr, along with some other things. That's right. So, yep. Yep, for sure. uh, Kelvin, thank you very much. Kelvin Davidson, the, the uh, chief uh, property economist for uh, CoreLogic NZ. Kakite anō.